This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He really gets under their skin, huh? drives them totally crazy because they're afraid of him. They're afraid of the people. This is a man, let's face it, he reinvented politics for so long. It had become a, an industry, uh, a profession. It's supposed to be a democracy about the people. He knows it, and that's why they hate him and this phony indictment. It's crazy. I have to tell you, though, um, well, none of us should be surprised. I mean, we, we heard this was coming. He said it was going to happen last week. Uh, it was in the works. Um, so I'm not surprised. I'm saddened, of course, but I'm immune to it, really. And I think he is, too. You know what really, really got my attention and why I'm kind of taking this in stride? Because I do believe he will beat this. What happened on August 8th of last year? The FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago. Now, after that, I don't know what can shock. Nothing can shock me, really, from our government after that fiasco that they're still pursuing. Look, uh, you know the details of this case, but I want to emphasize, and we'll go into it a little bit later with some of our guests. Donald Trump wrote a check with his own money and gave it uh, to his lawyer, who was owed the money. Another party was paid. There is no victim here, and the prosecutors know that. That's why they bent over backwards to come up with this convoluted, will never hold up in court, will never hold up in an appellate court, but maybe you can fool, I don't know, a group of very liberal, very angry Manhattan grand jurors. Is that it? All right. So this is why they're salivating right now. They get to write this story, New York Times, NBC. They broke the news uh, this afternoon. And it goes like this. A Manhattan grand jury voted to indict Donald J. Trump on Thursday for his role in paying hush money to a porn star, according to five people with knowledge of the matter. Next, a historic development that will shake up the 2024 presidential race and forever mark him as the nation's first former president to face criminal charges. You know, these people, they write these stories sometimes way ahead of time. <laughs> they, they wrote the stories that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election months ahead of time. Their own reporters admit it. So this They've had this in the works for a long time, and they are enjoying it. They want this, but ultimately, they're going to be saddened because I do believe he will win. It gets uh, juicier for them, at least. He will be fingerprinted. He will be photographed. He may even be handcuffed, they wish. The Secret Service is not going to let that happen. This all may not happen, by the way. I'll get to that in a second. And the former president of the United States of America will be read the standard Miranda warning. He will be told that he has the right to remain silent and the right to an attorney. Oh, and that makes them so happy that I'll have to go through this process. Number one, I'm going to have to, you know, this is not official yet. It's not. And anything can happen. So let's see what does happen. But I want to tell you this. On this day in history, it's March 30th, right? 42 years ago today. They tried another political assassination, actual a literal assassination of Ronald Reagan. On this day in 1981, the assassination attempt, 
John Hinckley on what happened, what happened after that. You know, he almost died that day. It was very, very serious, but he came back. He came back stronger, more beloved, and went on to win 49 states three years later. Isn't that interesting? Laura Trump, daughter-in-law of uh, the president, will be with us in a little bit. I want to tell her about this because I want her entire family to know. I think this is, I think that's a fascinating little tidbit. The man who uh, brought this indictment, uh, Alvin Bragg, this is quite a character. He does not believe in the rule of law. He is a Soros-backed crazy person, in my opinion. Uh, what kind of law enforcement officer would say on his first day in office that resisting arrest is now, well, not a crime? You won't go to jail for it. What does that do? It, put, it puts cops in danger. It puts society at risk. It's crazy. Also on his first day, he legalized uh, stealing from the subway system. You don't have to pay your fare anymore. Uh, let's see. Oh, attempted assault. If it's only attempted assault, you don't have to go for, to jail for that. The guy who tore up a McDonald's with an axe, eh, you're out of jail three hours later. This is the kind of guy the district attorney is. This is crazy, crazy stuff. This is communist stuff. This is un-American. The president has something to say about all this. Let's go through his statement released just a little while ago. This is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, Russia, Russia. The Mueller hoax. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax number two. The illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid. And now this. The Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump. But now they've done the unthinkable. Indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. Can anybody argue with this? Can anyone? Oh, let me, we have a little bit more here. But weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just happens to be a president of the United States and by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before, ever. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked and funded by George Soros, is a disgrace. Rather than stopping the unprecedented crime wave taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work. Ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should be focused on. This is how Bragg spends his time. I believe this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party, united and strong, will first defeat Alvin Bragg, and then we will defeat Joe Biden, and we are going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. I love it. I absolutely love it. And we are joined now by Laura Trump, daughter-in-law of the president, married to Eric Trump, a host of the Right View podcast and a great political talent, hopefully a future United States senator. But we'll talk about that another day. Laura Trump, welcome back. How is your family doing in the wake of this awful news? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's sadly something I, I guess we probably all expected at this point. This has been 
of course, a six-year witch hunt for Donald Trump. This started, you know, not a couple months ago. This started six years ago when Donald Trump came down the escalator in Trump Tower and announced he was running for president. He has been targeted. Our entire family has been targeted. It is sadly more of the same. And I think it's just such a, a horrible and sad moment for the United States of America. This is truly, Greg, a demarcation line in the history of our country because the America that has stood for nearly 250 years will never be the same. We can never go back because now we've talked about it and said, well, what if? Now it's, it's going to happen. You have the weaponization of the justice system very clearly, very blatantly against a political opponent. And that is something that should never happen in this country. That is something that happens in communist USSR. It was, of course, Joseph Stalin who said, show me the man and I will show you the crime. And that is what you got from the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, there in New York City. It is absolutely disgusting. Everyone knows that what happened here was not a crime. Everyone knows that he had to go back and do some incredible gymnastics to elevate a misdemeanor to a felony here to pursue these charges. Meanwhile, Alvin Bragg, of course, last year, made sure that he, he moved many felonies, 52% of them, to misdemeanors and demoted those, but he had to elevate this one. We all see what's going on here, and our country, sadly, will be changed forever. It is a dark moment. I'm not happy. But you remind me that this has been going on for a long time. You know, it was unprecedented when he was impeached. It was unprecedented when he was impeached a second time. The Russia, Russia, Russia stuff. All the things that happened during the campaign. And he kept coming back. And even now, he's like 30 points ahead in the poll, uh, the recent polls. So you do realize history indicates He's going to get through this. He's going to come back uh, perhaps stronger than ever. I'd like to show you something, and if you don't mind, maybe pass this on to your family. Ronald Reagan, John Hinckley tried to kill him 42 years ago today. The wow. attempted political assassination of Ronald Reagan happened on this day in 1981. He came back stronger, better, more beloved and three years later, he won 49 states. I just find that I find that kind of interesting, isn't it? The way the the way the world works, the way the universe works, the way God works. Well, that that's true. And I'm glad you brought up God, because I believe there is no way that my father in law would have survived any of all of the, the attacks against him and everything he's had thrown his way. Truthfully, Greg, without God. God has been in this fight. We feel the spiritual warfare that is taking place in our country right now. And people know who's on Donald Trump's side. I have always believed, as has our entire family, that the truth ultimately will come out with all of it. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen with the Russia collusion hoax. We now see that that Ukraine phone call that my father-in-law, of course, talked about being perfectly fine was perfectly fine and quite frankly warranted now that we know all of the connections the Biden family had with Ukraine. So I, I believe, like the rest of my family, that the truth will come out with all of this. Um, I, I think that anyone who has thought that this would end Donald Trump's run for the White House is sorely mistaken. I think Americans look at this sort of thing and they say, wow, this is happening to one of the most powerful people in the entire world. And if they can do this to him, what could they do to me? 
I better not fall for it. And I think a lot of those people want to come out and vote for Donald Trump going forward. Absolutely. If it can happen to him, what about us? What about us? Your father-in-law did make a mistake uh, in the eyes of the swamp. He followed through on his promises. <laughs> he right. followed through. He said he was going to fight for the people, especially in the inauguration. And he really put the swamp on notice that I am, your days are over. Uh, you're not supposed to follow through on your promises. Joe Biden actually knows that. He'd been a career politician. I'd like to show you a moment from his inauguration, January 20th, 2021. Uh, this, is, uh, this was definitely uh, a fake promise. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. Obviously, he's done the total opposite. And he could have, he could have said a couple of, he could have said, uh, stop the impeachment. He could have said, uh, no more over-prosecuting the January 6th people. And he could have pressured, if he really wanted to live up to that promise that his whole soul was in, called Alvin Bragg and said, are you crazy? Uh, but he doesn't want to do that. He can't. Uh, the left, they own him. Final thoughts. I have to go. I'm sorry, Laura. Yeah, they own Joe Biden. That's very clear. And what is also clear is that not a single person owns Donald Trump, not the lobbyists, not the special interest groups, not the establishment. The American people are who Donald Trump fights for every single day. That's why he's still popular. That's why he's the head of this party. That's why I believe he will become our 47th president of the United States. I love it. I love it. Laura Trump, to be continued, our very best to your husband, Eric, and to the president of the United States and your entire family. Many thanks for being with us, and we'll be right back. Well, it's bad news, of course. Donald Trump is going to be indicted. Uh, however, good news, he's got great legal counsel. Joe Tacopina is his lawyer, and he joins us right now. His lawyer in this matter. Joe, thanks for being here. Thank you, Greg. You're not surprised this was going to happen. You knew it, right? I mean, you know, they, they were heading in that direction, clearly. Um, clearly, they had a political agenda here. This is, to me, interference with a free election, um, trying to take a political candidate out. This is the rule of law dying. I mean, today in the United States of America is a very, very bad day for, for true libertarians, for true lovers of the Constitution, because today the rule of law died. And when we start going after people who are political opponents or we don't like, um, and Alvin Bragg clearly made it that clear in his campaign that he yeah. was going to go after Trump before he became DA, he's financed by the far left. Um, Donald Trump obviously is on the opposite end of that spectrum. When we start going after people and then trying to find a crime. We, we, we liken ourselves to the days of Nazi Germany, Soviet Union, Communist China. It's what we never did in this country. But it's a sad, sad day. Whether you like Donald Trump or don't like Donald Trump, you should all feel the, 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 the gravity of what just happened. What happens next? What's gonna, how's it going to go down? He's going to be arraigned like anyone else. Well, not like anyone else because this has never happened before, but there's an arraignment process where we'll plead not guilty. It's going to be early next week, I think maybe Tuesday, but uh, that's not been confirmed yet. We're speaking with the district attorney on logistics, but it's not just us and district attorney. The Secret Service, NYPD, uh, the Court Officers Union, um, Dennis Quirk's group. So you have so many different organizations involved in this. It's 
it's going to be um, something we've never seen before. So let's face it. He's not a flight risk. Uh, let's face it. He's uh, it's, this is a nonviolent crime. Mm-hmm. Can this I can't believe we're having this conversation. He's going to be arraigned. But I know you're going to ask me. Yeah. Can it be done virtually? Can it be sure, done over should, the phone? Should be able to be done virtually. But the district attorney doesn't want that. They would lose their opportunity for their perp walk um, for their their display, their dog and pony show. Um, everything they've done in this case has been about, you know, getting getting glorification for their position and, and trying to embarrass Donald Trump. Wait, there won't be a perp walk. There's, they're not going to perp walk him. That was ha- that would happen from a precinct. Oh, I guess they did it to Alan Weisselberg. Mm-hmm. You think they want to down that hole? Are you going to allow your client to be put in handcuffs? Well, it's not about me. It's the Secret Service, and the Secret Service won't allow that, so that's not going to happen. All right. Very good. What's the next move here? We're going to fight this case. I've never been. Look, Greg, you know me for a long time. 32 years I've been doing this, both as a prosecutor and defense attorney. I've never been so angry in my, in my career, literally. And I said that today to somebody. I was like, I don't understand, but I feel so angry today because I know what the law is. And I know the facts of this case. They don't equal a crime, not a misdemeanor, not a felony. Um, and this is simply something, and this is a case that was dead. Everyone said that no one, no one took this case up. FEC commissioners have said there's no crime here, but yet they're trying to fit this square peg into a round hole to achieve some, some political agenda by some people who, who, who should not be involved in the justice system. Rudy Giuliani said a few moments ago that a judge, and he knows some of the judges, and apparently the judges are, are not crazy, even in New York County, and a judge is going to get their hands on this and say, no way, and, and just throw it out. You know, Greg, if it's an intellectually honest judge, that is exactly what's going to happen. This will not survive motion practice. But I say if it's an intellectually honest judge, because I've seen in my short time representing the president, judges who just despise him because they come from a different party. And if they despise him, they, they act in accordance with that, with that sense of uh, distaste. You know, I'm a big time fan of your client. I consider him a friend. Yep. And, uh, he, and he considers you that, too. I know that. Look. Calling him the district attorney, what he called them, which, oh, by the way, I think was valid criticism. Mm. Where we are right now, do you think that might have put Bragg over the edge? You know, I don't think, I, I, based on the fact that it happened today, after all that happened and Bob Costello went in, they didn't put all his documents in, they clearly were heading for this day. I don't think that put him over the edge. I think that if there was any chance that they weren't going to go forward, that perhaps egged them on. If, if that's why they indicted, it's even worse than the original reason why they would indict. I mean, this is a political persecution. The weaponization of our justice system is in full effect. And that's why today in Congress we have a House Judiciary Oversight Committee looking at weapon, weaponization of the DOJ. And they sent Alan Bragg a letter. Mm. I mean, they are on, Congress is on this. And it's, it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. So you, you're in front of judges and you do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, how long would this take? Uh, and I want to know what impact it would have, I mean, on the on the election, on the campaign. I mean, could you stretch it out and do you want to stretch it out, you know, six months, a year, year and a half, just kick it down the road? Would that help be helpful or detrimental? You know, if you look at the poll numbers, the more steam this thing has picked up, the more rumors it's picked up that it's going forward, it seems like his polls are rising. But his from a legal perspective, I want to get rid help. of this case tomorrow. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get rid of this case tomorrow. He's a human being. He's the toughest human being I know, but he's a human being nonetheless and he shouldn't be under false charges for a day more than he has to be. Let's get rid of this case and then, you know, he moves on and does what he does. Joe Tacapina, the defense attorney 
for Donald J. Trump, president of the United States. When does it actually become official, official, official? You've been notified by the DA himself? Yes, not him, but but, but a member of their office. And it's happening. Yeah, it's done. What a sad day. It's a sad day. But you know what? What do they say? Darkest before the dawn. Exactly. Right? I think exactly. something amazing can you know, happen. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. And we have the toughest defendant, perhaps, in American history. So we'll see what happens. Joe Tacopina, thank you very, very thank much. You. Okay, all the best. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hey guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740. It's one failed investigation after the next against an innocent man, all because they are scared to death that he will get back in office and become the president again. Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, so close to the Trump family, great attorney. We're joined, though, right now by America's mayor and another great attorney, superior attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back, sir. Wow, what a terrible day. I've seen your statements, um, but he's going to get out of this. But how does he get out of this? Well, I think he gets out of it if uh, we still have justice in New York. And I do have confidence in a number of the judges in New York. I think it's different than some other places. Uh, the case is really, really dismissible for about 10 obvious reasons, not the least of which is it violates the statute of limitations. The misdemeanor was not intended for non-disclosure agreements that are contracts between people that are perfectly legitimate. There are at least one million of them probably in existence in New York. Uh, the, latching it on to the federal crime of illegal campaign contributions, first of all, it's been determined that it's not an illegal campaign contribution. It's a personal expenditure. That's the majority opinion of most the commissioners, lawyers, and the Edwards case. And second, Bragg, as a state DA, has no authority to latch on to a federal statute. Right. 
stay in pursuance of another crime. They'd only have authority in the New York State Legislature to be talking about New York crime. When you, say, when you say a judge will uh, throw it out, I mean, does that have to, do we have to have a trial first and then it gets no. appealed? Or, or the actual judge, the first judge who gets this can say, this is ridiculous? If, a, if, a, if an indictment uh, fails to state a legal charge, and a charge beyond the statute of limitations is an illegal charge, it has to be dismissed. If the felony that he latches onto is a federal felony, and that's voted by a state grand jury, they don't have the jurisdiction to do that, nor does the law that passed by the state legislature. The state legislature doesn't have the jurisdiction to latch a state crime onto a federal crime. Only the Congress does. So it would have to be dismissed for lack of jurisdiction, lack of a proper statute. I mean, there are any number of things. The grand jury was deprived, it appears, was deliberately deprived of significant amounts of exculpatory evidence. If that's significant, that has led to the dismissal of indictments. A prosecutor, and these prosecutors don't seem like they're honest enough to do this, seem to resist every which way uh, Costello when he was trying to show them the other three, uh, what was it, 130 emails. The emails. That's Mr. Costello, a real hero in this thing. We'll see what happens. I am long-term optimistic. I am. He has beaten the impeachments. He beat the swamp. He's 30 points ahead in the polls. And he's going to beat this. With friends like you, I know he can. Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. To be continued, sir, many, many thanks. Congratulations. Uh, Great job, Greg. Thank you, sir. Very, very much. Actually, we are now going to go to uh, Rudy Giuliani's former police commissioner, Bernie Carrick, who's also been very close to Donald Trump, was one of the investigators trying to find any election shenanigans that may have been going on. Uh, commissioner, welcome back. Uh, Thanks, Greg. Your initial thoughts when you heard the news today? Well, I, I got to be honest, Greg, I'm not surprised. Uh, this is the Democratic Party and George Soros controlling their puppet. Um, and they're going to do everything they can, as I've said over the last several weeks, to stop him from running in 2024. Um, he'll get through this. Uh, he'll battle his way through it like he has everything else. Um, I'm confident that the judge will dismiss, unless you have a completely corrupt judge, which these days, anything is possible. Right. Um, but unless you have a completely corrupt judge, this thing will be dismissed. Then I'm sure that Fulton County, Georgia, and the U.S. attorney, they'll try the same shenanigans. Um, but Donald Trump, uh, this is going to propel him to be the nominee in 2024. If anybody doubted it before, guaranteed now, this is it. So um, tomorrow, actually, you once led the New York City police force. I'm hearing that every officer, every officer in the department has been ordered to appear at work in uniform as if they're anticipating who knows what. Um, I don't think they understand this about Trump supporters. Trump supporters don't break the law. Uh, Trump supporters don't take over streets or bridges. Uh, the fantasies they told themselves about January 6th are are just that, fantasies and lies and lies. Are you concerned about anything from a security standpoint? 
No, look, uh, you, nobody knows better than you do uh, with your father being a former PC. The New York City Police Department's going to keep uh, Trump safe, keep the city secure. Um, they have to secure the downtown area by the DA's office. I hear the district attorney himself has added security at his residence, right. um, and they're going to have to secure the towers. The big thing is uh, Secret Service is going to have to get him in here to surrender on Tuesday. I understand it's going to be Tuesday. Um, they'll get him in and they'll get him out. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. just might be the godfather of these trumped-up charges against Donald Trump. Uh, Mark Pomerantz, an admitted Trump hater, he volunteered his time at the district attorney's office to come up with a, well, what he even admits, admits is a totally convoluted, untested, never-tried-before scheme to get President Trump. This is from his audiobook. Take a listen. So, to charge Trump with something other than a misdemeanor, Danny would have to argue that the intent to commit or conceal a federal crime had converted the falsification of the records into a felony. No appellate court in New York had ever upheld or rejected this interpretation of the law. Observations that my new colleagues were expressing had no substance. The unspoken concern of some of the office's old timers that I did not know New York criminal law, that I was too aggressive, and that I was looking for a quick kill that might not hold up in court. <laughs> you think, Mark? Uh, it's amazing what they put in these books. Like, we're not going to read them, but uh, some people did. I'm joined now by Alina Haba, President Trump's attorney, and also by Matt Whitaker, former acting attorney general of the United States of America. Welcome to you both. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, first to you. Is there any way, hello, is there any way this thing could be undone. I mean, look, we don't have official word from the district attorney yet. Let's say they actually voted on this thing. They said, okay, we agree. Can the district attorney dismiss that and say, I'm not going forward with this. I, I have seen the light. This is, this is fake. Is this a done deal at this point? Is he indicted? I can't tell if he's officially indicted at this point. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that they haven't been served. They've been notified. And so, I mean, there's and any time a prosecutor can toss a case out uh, with or without prejudice. I mean, but there's so many other ways this case is ultimately going to be tossed if Alvin Bragg doesn't see the light. And that is obviously the statute of limitations issue. We have an issue just of the, to the, you know, the, the like you said, the godfather's words uh, that he says this is an untested unproven theory. You know, I think they have to run this, kind of run the traps on this whole idea that a federal campaign election violation uh, even happened. Uh, you know, remember, this is not the way the FEC nor the killers at the Southern District of New York interpreted this law. And so I would be very skeptical that this case would ever go to trial. And remember, I, I'm not convinced that the facts even support any charge, let alone uh, this extraordinary untested charge. So, Alina Haba, um, about a dozen years ago or so, I personally was investigated by the district attorney of New York, of Manhattan, of New York County. 
And uh, it was about a two or three week investigation. And during that time, you know what I did? I didn't say anything about the district attorney. <laughs> I didn't make him. I didn't make any public statements. I didn't call him names. And look, I love your client, but do you think that as an attorney, you know, perhaps the Soros back stuff, the animal stuff, which I believe I agree with him, but maybe you know, in retrospect, not the thing to say. I guess if your question is implying whether this in some regard happened because Donald Trump made public statements about the DA, Greg, I can't agree with that. I think Donald Trump is different than you or I. Donald Trump is a candidate for presidency, as you know. Um, he is a former president. And I think what he did was get ahead of something he heard and now we now know was coming. Um D.A. Bragg and a lot of these politicians, they're just different. They're taking things to a level that we've never seen, and it's very frightening time. Um, do I like name-calling in general? No. Um, but I think that the president is who he is, and part of that relates to a lot of American people. It's part of why he was president, because he doesn't work for politicians, and he only works for the American people. And, um, and I think that shows when he's upset and when he loves this country so much. I, I said uh, on another show a couple days ago that if you love something, you get angry. And he loves this country. And if he didn't, he wouldn't be upset and you wouldn't see those kinds of reactions and, um, and, and the things that he, he calls out, frankly. Mr. Attorney General, you know the swamp. You know how much they hate him. Career prosecutors, all these guys. And earlier in the show, you know, they're talking about, oh, we're going to fingerprint him. We'll take his mugshot. Um, Number one, are they actually salivating at the chance to do that? And number two, as an attorney, and for you too, Alina, I mean, there must be a way to avoid all of that. I mean, during COVID, people were zooming in. You'd be zoomed for arraignment, and there—I mean, we can, that can't that we can, we can't let that. That's not going to happen, right? Well, obviously, and this is going to be a highly negotiated situation between the president, the lawyers, the Secret Service, uh, and, and everyone involved. I, I, obviously, there is a way to handle this uh, to make sure that you know that no one's put at risk, including the former president. And uh, but at the same time, you know, this is a, this is a moment that I think is one of the darkest days in American history. You know, we have had a president that, since he came down the escalator in 2015 has been persecuted by the deep state, by the prosecutorial uh, careers. Uh, we have just had people that would uh, suffer from Trump derangement syndrome that want to get him at any cost and get him off the national stage because he's that dangerous, Greg, to you know their, uh, their worldview and their way that they think America should run. Uh, and this, I know, makes President Trump fight even harder. You know, yeah. Elena and I were together a couple weeks ago on a flight back and forth to my home state of Iowa, and, you know, it just— the president is indefatigable uh, in how he does these types of things, and he's going to fight. And I know that everybody around him is going to fight on his behalf. But, mm. you know, I just think that this was unnecessary for uh, America and for our future. Alina, uh, I'm still look, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic and I have faith, but I'm worried because the it's up to a very small number of people at this point, uh, potentially Manhattan jurors. They're my neighbors. They're liberal. They hate Trump and they will. I mean, it doesn't there aren't many barriers between now and a potential trial and conviction or an acquittal, hopefully. God. 
Um, uh, how do you feel about that? You know what I mean? No. This is not it's yeah, not like the Supreme you. Court is going to intervene tomorrow and stop all this. I agree with you, Greg, but there's one thing I know that I think that the American people should know, and it's that he didn't do anything wrong. So we have facts, and we have terrible key witnesses like Michael Cohen, who is a convicted felon and liar, and these are the people that this trial is going to rely on. And I don't think New Yorkers like Michael Cohen that much, to be honest. I think they're sick of this game, and if they're American citizens, no matter if they're Democrat or Republican, I hope they stand in the way, and they worry about this being their their Uncle Joe, you know, it's frightening. And I'm with you. It's frightening. I wouldn't want to be in front of a Manhattan jury. People see me, they see uh, Trump and an affiliation with Trump. And it's a frightening thing yeah. that we've lost that type of democracy in this in this country. All right. I'm glad you guys are in the public square and that you're supporters of President Trump. Uh, he's fortunate to have allies like you. Alina Haba, uh, his lawyer, of course, and Matt Whitaker, former attorney general for the United States of America under Donald Trump. An honor to have you both. And uh, we'll speak again and we'll be right back. I felt intimidated and honestly bullied and I didn't know what to do. And so I signed it, even though I had repeatedly expressed that I wouldn't break the agreement, but I was not comfortable lying. How do we know you're telling the truth? Because uh, I have no reason to lie. Stormy Daniels, uh, several years ago, I knew this was all a sham way back then when she said that right there, that right there. And I went online and what did I find? Stormy Daniels tour. She's touring the president's mistress. You can see her at this strip club, that strip club. She was already marketing herself in perfume lines and wine lines and all this junk, all this junk. Our society has plummeted, plummeted that same interview. This happened, uh, and nobody, it was never mentioned in the news, nobody reacted. This was just, uh, this was just a fine question, according to the standards of today. You work in an industry where condom use is, a, is an issue. Did, did he use a condom? No. Did you ask him to? No. I honestly didn't say anything. Condom. Nobody actually picked up on that afterwards, right? First of all, she's lying. I don't believe there was any interaction between these two, any kind of intimate anything. I'll talk about that later. Um, but that question on 60 Minutes, the most prestigious program, they say. You know who asked a question like that? In 1992, it was asked of Jennifer Flowers by a reporter at her famous Waldorf Astoria press conference when she came forward with the allegations that she had a multi-year affair with Governor Bill Clinton. The condom question was asked. Listen to the reaction and what happens next. He told me to just deny it. Governor Clinton used a condom? Jesus. Right here. Right here. gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put this to a stop if there are any further questions that are degrading, in my opinion. 
Further questions that are degrading. The media degrade themselves every day. It's sick what has happened to this country. Peter Navarro joins us, the great Peter Navarro, former assistant to President Trump, uh, former director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy under Donald Trump, and the author of several books about Donald Trump that are very, very awesome. Uh, welcome back, Peter Navarro. Uh, your reaction to the news today? Greg, it's, it's a sad day, of course. Uh, this is the completion of the partisan weaponization of our American injustice system that has now, that weaponization has gone nuclear. This is unprecedented. Uh, there's no crime here. Uh, it's pure political persecution. I, I look, your monologue hit me really hard because not— is that point over here, not 10 feet away from me, is my front door. And one dawn some some months ago, the FBI and their gendarmes came banging and got me out of bed, and it would be a road that would lead to me being put in leg irons and solitary confinement. The reason why your monologue hit me was because they bragged about putting me in the same cell that John Hinckley sat in in that dungeon in the District of Columbia, the mm. same cell. And I'm wondering whether they're going to try to try to humiliate Donald Trump by putting him in handcuffs or leg irons to drag him in for a misdemeanor that has no basis in the law. And this is the kind of thing where I have, I think, a unique perspective on this. Not only have I been been the victim of this political partisan persecution like Donald Trump, not only have I been subject to, to a, a takedown, his Mar-a-Lago raid, the takedown they did of me in leg irons at the airport, um, but I, I'm in a situation now where I'm seeing not only Donald Trump, but everybody around him being attacked by this Biden um, injustice system. And, and Greg, it's just, it's just wrong. I mean, the, the backdrop for all of this, for me, is, is sitting in 2016 after the election. I'm the only one of three senior officials, Greg, who was with the boss from the campaign to the end, right? And I was there right after the election with Mike Flynn, General Mike Flynn, an American hero, and they would they would get him in a the FBI would get him in a fake sting and they would begin that whole Russia hoax. And the way the president laid that out today is like this is this is a long running movie. This is a long running weaponization. It started with the Russia hoax. It went to the Ukraine hoax, impeachment one, impeachment two, the Mar-a-Lago raid, and now a George Soros backed DA. Hmm arresting Donald Trump in the very near future and maybe putting him in handcuffs. This is, I mean, you, you, you see this in Pakistan, okay? They've done the same thing to an ex-president there where they're trying to stop him from getting reelected. We've seen the same kind of shenanigans in Brazil, Nigeria. This is a third world country right now. And the, the thing for me, Greg, is, you know, I'm an economist by training and I'm seeing unravel before my very eyes the worst economic crisis in my lifetime with stagflation, inflation, recession, bank failures, 
the, the middle class and the black, brown, and blue collar Americans seeing their real wages erode. And these SOBs, the only thing they have time to do is persecute the best president in modern history and try to keep him from being 47th president uh, and, and, and try to stop him from doing that. So um, this, this will not stand. Greg, this will not stand. I take this personally because I'm personally involved. They're coming after me. I know. They want to put me in prison. They already put me in leg irons. They want to take Donald Trump out. We're brothers in arms. This will not stand, sir. And you are still standing right now, and you're speaking the truth, and it's inspiring. I agree. It will not stand. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how, when, how, but uh, God is in control. And I'm not worried. And uh, Peter Navarro, we appreciate it so much. I'm sorry for the difficulties they put you through. Completely unfair and unjust. But you will be vindicated. In my book, you already are. I'll be right back. Thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow.